The Weird News Podcast is sponsored by Copper Creek Landscaping and Garden Center Grandview Summer Concert Series. Shows through the middle of summer, July 29th with Expedition on their hits of Journey, Kansas, Foreigner, and Sticks, and Thursday, August 12th, the fabulous Armadillos and Collective Unconscious with a tribute to the Eagles. It's co-sponsored by Elite Title and Escrow of Brainerd and Staples, the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center, Breezy Point, and Five Rocks Distilling Company. Get tickets now at theloon.com or at the Pines Pro Shop at Grandview. What's happening in the weird news, Mac? Well, let's see. The beers were flowing and the fists were flying at the oh. independent Little League, or not Little League, an independent league baseball game in New Jersey on Thursday night. A video went viral of the New Jersey Jackals against the Sussex County Miners in the stands during a brawl, which was reported to be Dollar Beer Night. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think that played anything in the uh, melee? Well, I think you probably that would be one all? of those stories at the end, you know. Police suspect alcohol may have been involved. <laughs> um at Yogi Berra Stadium in Little in Little Falls, New Jersey. Ah, nice tip of the hat to Yogi. You know, one of the all time greats. Uh huh. I'm sure he likes to have a nice beer brawl in his ballpark. <laughs> a uh, video shows members of both teams spilling into the stands after fans allegedly poured a beer on a Sussex County player. So a fan poured a beer on a player, and the teams got involved in the melee as well. Uh oh. The two teams play in the Frontier League, which is partnered with uh, Major League Baseball. So, uh, trouble ensues when people start pouring on each other. That's yeah. you know, that's probably a breaking point for that player, and then after that, it escalated, huh? Right. Well, Newman and Kramer poured beer on a guy's head in a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, time. that didn't work out too well either. <laughs> I don't think that ever goes well. Probably. A man allegedly stole his girlfriend's ring to buy her a ring. This is a strange story, kind of a very backwards way of reaching a goal. Police in Louisiana say that uh, Justin Pope, 29 years old, arrested on Tuesday for allegedly stealing a ring belonging to his girlfriend, Samantha Fooch, who's 40 years old, and then pawning it to get enough money to buy her an engagement ring. (laughs) She's got to think... You want me to marry you after you just stole my ring so you could pawn it? Yeah. The incident happened back in 2019. It's not clear why Pope was only recently arrested in the case. Evidently, maybe she said yes, everything was great. And then she discovered what happened later on, possibly here. Right, yeah. Uh, Police say that Pope returned to the pawn shop two weeks later for the ring, valued at almost $4,500. But it had already been melted down for scrap. Oh, boy. So there was no getting it back. And uh, Samantha Fooch evidently got uh, the full wind of everything. And then you're out, huh? Yeah. It's almost as bad as pouring beer over somebody's head, Mackie. Probably that melee that started right there. That could be. Yeah, that might start a melee. (laughs) Stealing somebody's uh, ring. Uh, somebody is willing to pay a lot of money for the oldest currently known bottle of whiskey. It's probably pretty cool to look at. It's believed to have been made in 1865 and recently went at auction for $137,000. What? Wow. A bottle of whiskey from 1865. It's supposed maybe it's the oldest one in the U.S. Made about the time of the uh, 
Civil War, huh? Oh, yeah, right in the middle of Civil War. Food and Wine reports uh, the label on the bottle said it was in the cellars of Mr. John Pierpont Morgan, the person better known as J.P. Morgan. Ah! Uh-huh. The uh, incredible wow. world-famous banker. and uh, Maybe that adds value to it, too, huh? The sale price is uh, way more than the pre-auction estimates said they would go. The value was expected to be between twenty and 40000 Somebody shelled out one hundred and thirty-seven k. Somebody went the distance on this thing. Yeah. Got in a bidding war. You want to? That, that was not probably one you'd set on a shell for because you don't want that to break. It would, right? Wouldn't it like always have a permanent little yeah. piece with pillows around it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred and thirty thousand. Did you say? Yeah. One thirty-seven. Oof. Uh. Well, when life hands you lemons, right? Well, life handed two Texas burglars lemons when they tried to rob a restaurant and it didn't accept cash. This place doesn't accept cash. So they break into the place, a popular Houston hot chicken restaurant called Miko's on Sunday morning in hopes of cleaning out the cash register. Yeah. Thinking, we're going to go rob this place. They got inside. They found that the joint didn't accept cash at all. A decision that their owner, Christopher uh, Frydenland, says that he made back when he was running a food truck. He thought, I'm just not going to accept cash anymore. I'm getting knocked over by people. Yeah. Or he's witnessed other people doing it. So surveillance tape shows the burglars breaking out a window, getting into the eatery, making a beeline for the register, which was empty. The frustrated felons ended up rummaging around, finding an iPad and a laptop, so they steal those, evidently, and swing by the pantry, and they grab 15 cases of homemade lemonade. All right, lemonade, sweet. <laughs> uh-huh. So getting the lemonade from the lemons. We know our lemonade is very popular, the owner said, but we uh, were surprised to see uh, that was the target. <laughs> uh, Frydenland estimates, estimates the loss of a couple of thousand dollars on the deal between the lemonade, the iPad, and the computer. But no cash was taken. The lemonade would have been pretty valuable at my house when I was a teenager. Yeah, I had uh, worth ba- breaking into a, a place. Of basketball playing buddies, <laughs> and uh, Scott was just two years behind me in school, so probably a lot of lemonade chugged. Oh man, mom would come home and go, "I just bought all that lemonade. Where is it?" Uh huh. The guys came over. Uh huh. You know, you couldn't have just one pitcher. <laughs> What do we have going in the weird news today? Well, all right, let's go here. <clears throat> Police in Maryland in uh, Mer- uh, Meridian, uh, Mississippi, I believe, are investigating a paid robbery and shooting involving a naked porn actor. What? Who became upset when he was not paid for his services. Oh, I see. In the film. Uh huh. Case was first reported around noon last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> The dragnet set up, huh? At an abandoned school building on Azalea Drive. So the abandoned building, probably the scene of the, the film. The scene of the film, mm-hmm. sure. And the scene of the crime. Investigators say the suspect, who was still naked after he and two other people finished a making a video, demanded at gunpoint that the producers send him $200 via cash app. When the victim tried to oh, run I away, see. the suspect chased and shot at him oh, man. while still naked putting several bullet holes in the car. There were no injuries. Uh, charges are still pending in the case. 
He was going to make sure he got paid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You deliver the money right now via cash app. Where did he get the gun when he was naked? That's what I'm, you know. Well, he must have had a holster on. Where was he holding it? Yeah. <laughs> the gun, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> Speaking of naked guys. Yeah. It's almost like the story of the three bears, but instead a naked man attempted to break into a home in Connecticut. Wallingford police say they responded to a home Thursday morning after the homeowner arrived to find the naked man inside her home. Officers arrived. They found the guy still inside, identified him as Ian Wiggett, in case you happen to have relatives out that way. <laughs> Ian Wiggett, okay. known nationally now for breaking in and being naked in somebody's house. Right. Police say that the man gained entry into the home by breaking a window. Wiggett was arrested, charged with second-degree burglary, interfering with an officer, and uh, second-degree criminal mischief. I don't know where the naked uh, in somebody else's house, if there's, is there a charge for that? There probably ought to be. Just in the home? Yeah, he's hanging out in this gal's house. Probably some kind of breaking and entering. Or, yeah. Or did well, he know her? Uh, yeah, well, the burglary and breaking in, but I mean, is there a charge for being naked in somebody else's house? There should be. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or you could at least say, did you sit on the couch? Because that's an that's an additional charge. Yeah, we're going to add some stuff every time. If you sat every down piece of anywhere. furniture you sat in. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. A Florida man is in some hot water after telling cops he had, was had beat up an alligator to teach it a lesson. Police say the suspect stole the small gator from a miniature golf course and tried to throw it off a roof of a restaurant. What a bizarre story. According to the complaint, officers witnessed the man slam the reptile against the wall, swinging it by its tail, then throwing it to the ground and stomping it. The man was jailed on charges of animal cruelty. Yeah. Uh, poaching, burglary, criminal mischief. The gator is now safely back at home at the golf course. So he breaks into this mini golf place and steals the alligator that's in a cage the there. The small, it can't be a real big can't one. can't be big, no. It says he. What a bizarre deal. It says Florida man arrested for trying to throw alligator off a roof to teach it a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a thing or two. Listen here. I'm going to train you up right. <laughs> uh, this isn't something you see every day. A dump truck with its dumper raised. So these dump trucks are heavy duty trucks. You've seen them go down the. Even if, even if they're unloaded, they're heavy duty trucks. You know, they're going down the road, highway. If they're loaded with something, they're really heavy duty. Well, this guy's got his dumper up and uh, on a Georgia highway overpass early on uh, Thursday morning, hit the thing so hard that it moved the structure six feet. Now, just think about that. Wow. Moved the bridge. I can't even imagine a Georgia Department of Transportation spokesperson says it's something our engineers have never seen before. The incident took place in the early morning hours, Interstate 16 in Soperton, where it passes under SR 86. No one was injured. Has not yet been determined if the dumper full of uh, tractor tires. So he did have a load on. But, he but had the... for some other, from whatever reason, the dump 
or the box was tipped, wasn't all the way down. Yeah. I suppose there was just enough clearance if he was down. But he's cruising, obviously. So was in the wrong position due to the driver error or malfunction. Authorities say that the roadway which connects Macon and Savannah would be closed in both directions until the bridge deck is demolished and the lanes are cleared. they got to tear this bridge down. Right. The GDOT uh, told a local paper that they hope to have at least one lane open in each direction by Sunday. Good luck on that. Wow. <laughs> Dump truck moves the bridge they six must have had the feet. Gate closed if his load was still in there. Yeah. And the and the tipped just enough. The bucket up, man. <laughs> Mackie, it's happening as far as the weird news goes this morning. All right. Well, our pal out in Idaho is uh, setting another uh, Guinness World Record. <laughs> He's at it again, huh? A pair of Idaho men breaking a Guinness World Record for passing a giant inflatable ball. This one would be kind of fun, probably. Passing, as in, like, tossing it back and forth? Yeah. Uh-huh. David Rush and his friend Seth Lemons uh, worked together to pass the giant ball 356 times between them in three minutes. Oh. That breaks the previous record of 180 times, so they almost doubled it. The pair previously set the record for a number of consecutive passes in a row with an inflatable ball. And uh, Rush has broken more than 200 Guinness World Records in an effort to promote STEM education. Pretty interesting. What kind of, be, uh, how big is this inflatable ball? I'd like to maybe be a fun one to a go better after, idea yeah. what that yeah. is. He looks for records he can break, for sure. This one is easy for him. Yeah, broke you, the record yeah. by almost doubling it. Find something that is uh, handleable, and he goes for it. A monkey in a town of uh, Madhya Pradesh, uh, India, really raised the bar for bad behavior, you might say, by sneaking into a liquor store to down a bottle of Kahlua right in front of the owner. Monkeys. The macaw. You know, usually we like monkeys around here, Mackie. Yeah, generally. I'm not so sure about drunk monkeys, There's though. some monkey toughs we don't care for. Uh, the macaw, who's accustomed to being around people, apparently, made a habit of boozing it up ever since he stumbled across a half-finished bottle of wine and discovered that he liked both the taste and feeling during this sodden siege, as it's called here. Ah. A uh, store employee tried to pry the bottle away from the animal but ended up with a pretty serious bite for his trouble. Uh, local authorities have also fielded reports of macaws stealing money from ATMs. <laughs> Are they really smart enough to figure that out? But it's not clear if this uh, critter was one of those guys, the monkey toughs that were stealing from ATMs as well. Right. How is that happening? They're just preying on people? Stealing from ATMs. If they're stealing money from ATMs, that's a what's, pretty good... I, what's human? a monkey want with cash? <laughs> Evidently, to buy booze. <laughs> Maybe. Must be the answer to that question. Well, could be it, I guess. Well, three women are sharing their dream of traveling the country by bus. Uh, after finding out they all share the same boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. It's probably big news to them. Uh, Becca King, Abby Roberts, Morgan Tabor... Got to know each other when they discovered they were all dating the same guy thanks to a social media detective at work on uh, uh, Morgan Tabor's part. Instead of wallowing over their breakup, the three women dumped the guy and bought a bus last month. They renovated a 30-year-old bus, 
They're uh, leaving from Boise, Idaho. Where y'all think you at? Boise, <laughs> Idaho. Um, they renovated the uh, the bus and uh, road trip across the western U.S. They're now trying to work out a way to stay on the road long term, and are thanking the guy who brought the friends together. <laughs> It's a different story now that they know each other, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see why he liked you. <laughs> uh, yesterday, we had the story about the uh, guy who had stolen the alligator from the mini golf co- uh, course. Right. Well, maybe this is the alligator that he thought he was getting. Trespassers aren't always humans. The Largo Police Department recently posted a Facebook about a Facebook post about how they had removed a trespasser from the Largo Mall. That just happened to be an alligator. They posted a video of two officers carrying the animal out of the mall with a bag placed over its head for safety reasons. Maybe this is the alligator that that guy wanted to teach a lesson to. That could be. Remember that? He just got it confused. This guy's breaking into malls, this gator. This gator, yeah, he's breaking into malls. But the gator seems calm through the ordeal, evidently, uh, based on the the report here. The uh, LPD, the Largo Police Department, also shared a photo of the animal hanging out near a brick wall before being captured, captioning it the suspect just before the apprehension. I think I got a little song here coming out, Dan. Yeah. Got a single? Kind of a combo mm. thing working up this morning. Okay. Wally Gator is a swinging alligator in the mall. A mall? Where y'all think you at? Boise, Idaho? <laughs> I've yeah. combined a couple uh, yeah. elements there. Yeah. I think maybe you're on to something. Yeah. If you could get a good beat going, you know, and then find out if it's danceable, that's got to be a high rating yeah. as well. Well, that was the, the Wally Gator theme has a good beat. What's happening as far as the weird news this morning? All right. Well, this is quite a story. Police in California say a Fresno woman managed to chase down her shooter on a bike with gunshot wounds in both of her legs. The woman's in her 40s shot in a domestic violence situation Monday night. She called police right after she was shot and somehow managed to ride her bike and chase down her shooter for at least a block. When officers arrived, she was there to point out her attacker. So she shot wow. in both legs, jumps on her bike to chase the guy down the Man, street. Man, she's tough. Boy, I'll say. Um, This is a strange story coming out of, uh, this is Utah, right? Uh, sometimes you might feel like you have nothing nice to wear to church, Mackie. You're thinking, oh, what could I wear this morning to church? But pretty much everybody decides they're going to wear something, except this guy. 40-year-old Jeremy David Miller of Utah allegedly walked into a church completely naked to the horror of about 100 people inside, yeah, including kids. He was shouting and knocking things over, including the sacrament. Before that... Witnesses say they saw him stripping off his clothes in the parking lot and throwing a bunch of his items from his Jeep into the lawn at the church. <laughs> Here's everything I've got. Right. Throws it all on the church lawn. <laughs> After his naked rampage through the church, he got back into his Jeep and drove away. Police later found him at his home. After a brief struggle, arrested him for lewdness, criminal mischief, and Assault against a police officer. So I guess, you know, he heard there was a church organ. He just didn't know which one he was supposed to <laughs> right. expose that day, maybe. Yeah, that could be it. Boy. I don't know. 
What a bizarre morning if you're in church and that happens. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Those are the kind where, you know, in the movies sometimes a guy will be really belligerent and mm-hmm. uh, there'll be some great big guy that'll just hit him once right in the nose and knock yeah, him cold. That's all. Everybody in the audience feels great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got needed to happen to this guy. That's why we love it when they fight back. <laughs> uh, Delaware State lawmaker apologizing for offensive remarks he made in an email and then accidentally sent it to the wrong person. Oh, man. Yikes. Uh, the new, News Journal obtained a copy of the email where State Representative Gerald Brady commented about an attached study suggesting strip clubs could lead to a decrease in sex crimes. Brady used an offensive slur for Chinese women, who an apparent reference to a portion of the study called Asian Development Perspectives, and also seemed to make light of women being sex trafficked. My goodness. Goodness sakes. Brady, a Democrat, apologized for his comments on Facebook, saying there's no excuse that I can offer that explains my embarrassing and shameful words that insulted, stereotyped, and dehumanized an entire culture. Yeah. yeah, there's not much you can say. How about, how about a resignation letter? I think that's probably what everybody wants from this guy. Well, you'd have to read it if it was too, uh, you know, I don't know. If, yeah, there's no excuse for it, obviously. No. Unless he's, you know, obviously, hopefully he's at least thinks he's being funny, but it doesn't sure doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't sound like it at all. Neighborhood in Russia, finally quiet. Residents able to get some sleep again after they rallied to get a noisy neighbor thrown into prison. You know, in Russia, things are a little bit different, Mackie. Three and a half years this guy got in prison for being annoying, basically. For two years, neighbors complained about the constant noise coming from the home of 46-year-old Yuri Kondratyev. It began with the loud music being played at night starting with classical music, then turning to German industrial metal band Ramstein. Frustrated neighbors asked him repeatedly to turn the music, please turn your music down. He reportedly uh, ignored them. Neighbors at first then were hesitant to call the authorities because they knew that his wife had just left him. They felt like he was kind of in a bad mental state. Okay. Let's cut this guy some slack. Let him get it all out of his system. But when the man started blasting loud horse noises all oh. through the night. Okay. <laughs> neighbors lost all sympathy for the guy. They, was, they were left with no choice. They called the cops, which uh, worked, I guess, 80 times they called the cops. 80 times? A- yeah, a whopping 80 times. Each okay. time he was let off with a slap on the wrist or a small fine, which he refused to pay then. But he'd keep making noise at night. Finally, the cops had enough and placed him under arrest. He was given a charge of torture and was uh, recently convicted. And the judge said, you can serve three and a half years for your loudness. Wow. Wow. Three and a half years. Yeah. Which just goes to show, Dan. In Russia, you not get to be annoying. In Russia, being annoying gets you. <laughs> That's right. It works for everything. (laughs) 